Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Good. I am so excited for today's show because this client asked a unique question. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to call her mom and she calls to ask the question, what do you get around Eba's hobbies and how can I support her in them? Fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. That's a great mom question or parent question. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been asked that before. I, well, maybe I have in the past and I'm forgetting and somebody listening is going, wait a minute now. I called you. So maybe I should say that I can remember. So anyway, we went right into speaking to the guys and they started off by saying that Eba would pick a hobby in sport and that she would pick a hobby that is a team sport. And her mom listened. She just listened. She goes, okay, keep going. um, And how can I support her in that? And the guides came in and said, well, she needs to be able to understand that she's picking a sport as a hobby. And mom's just listening like, okay. And, And the guide's point here is that she's a kid that she's a child when she picks a hobby. And she picks something because she sees other people liking it or enjoying it. She sees that her friends are in it. She wants to be where her friends are. 
She's not thinking this is going to be my career. Mm. So work my ass to the bone. Mm -hmm. Make me go to every practice. Treat this like I'm going to be an all-star when I'm older. This is truly a hobby for a child. And then eventually a teenager and so on. And it could last her her whole life. But the point here is that this isn't to be seen as something where mom and dad think she has to show up at every single practice. There are no excuses. This is something where her soul is saying, mom, it is a hobby. We have to keep that as the focus. And I think that in and of itself was lovely for a parent to hear. Every parent, every single parent, no child should go into a sport of any kind with a parent pressuring them to turn it into something professional. Oh. It should be about exposure. It should be about enjoyment. And it should be about lessons that we learn that we can translate into life skills. Yeah, And if that enjoyment translates into passion consistently over the years and decades, sure, let the kid decide that they want to go forward with professional um, sites, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of a parent deciding a child's future. Mm -hmm. And then holding them accountable to a high standard of you can't miss it even when you're sick. You can't miss it even if you're injured, push through the pain. You can't miss it um, uh, if something's going on in, at school and you have homework to do. The commitment is to the team. You have to show up for the team or you're going to disappoint them. And it, I like, I, I'm, I'm really trying in the podcast here to really make some good points. This mom wasn't thick-headed. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody listening to this, especially if the mom's listening to this, to go, wait a minute. I never said that. That wasn't no, no. my problem. We're talking we just, to listeners. Yes. So I want some some moms and dads listening to this to go, okay, I'm being a good parent. Okay, I'm being a good adult. I'm a good mentor for my child. But there are other parents that don't understand this and take it too far. Um, and that's what we're trying to point out here mm -hmm. is that Ava's soul here is trying to say that I want other hobbies. This is a hobby. And that I want to be able to evaluate my time. So if I don't want to go to hockey, and I want to go to soccer, because there's a practice on the very same day, or I want to go to um, a knitting group, or I want to go and color, or I just want to play with a friend. Um, and maybe a hobby will come out of playing with my friend because that's how we also start some hobbies, right? That Iba has the opportunity to say, I'm choosing this over that. And that mom isn't going to say, you made a commitment to the team. You're going to let them down. And this is where it's important that Iba's taught other people's feelings, opinions, and wants are not more important than my own. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of parents get tripped up in, well, I spent money on this. I put you in this for a season and you have to see out the season. Your child at a young age doesn't understand your financial investment and your financial investment is not their fucking problem. Oh, perfectly said. So if it's going to stress you that you spent $200 to put them into soccer, mm -hmm. then either learn how to reframe that or don't do it. 
Mm-hmm. Because if the reality is you actually couldn't afford it, then you need to honor that reality. Yes. Not guilt the child for your stress of overspending. Right. A, a kid needs to have exposure to choose what do I enjoy? What what resonates with me? How am I developing my own personality, my own psyche, without the pressure of who I'm told to be? Mm-hmm. And Ava's soul is saying to mom too, I need to know what I feel. Right. I, I, I need to know that when I'm with the team and I'm playing hockey, that I like what I'm learning, that I'm growing from what I'm learning, that yeah, you do go through some hard stuff, correct, you do, but my my emotions matter. And a conversation around doing a check-in and being able to say to her daughter, hey, are you still enjoying it? Hey, are you still, is your heart still here? Or hey, what did you learn? Mm-hmm. I, I remember one summer, I, I'd been in soccer for many years, and you and dad put me into, I think, like a five or six week dance thing just for exposure, because I'd, yeah. I'd never danced and wanted to. And on the fifth class for dance, it conflicted with the soccer game. And you guys were like, you got to pick. You can't be in two places at once. So what do you want to go to? And I chose soccer. And my best friend at the time, who had the same conflict, chose dance. And we learned something about ourselves that day, that when push comes to shove, this is what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about, is it a major game that I can't afford to miss? It wasn't, what will the coach say or think of my parents? It was, where does your heart feel happiest? Mm-hmm. Where do you feel excited to be? Mm-hmm. What skills are you looking forward to developing? And if I had to choose, as I did... I would rather be on the field. I would rather be doing team as opposed to solo stuff. That's something a kid needs to know and learn. Oh, okay. Can we go on a little bit about that? Yeah. Though it didn't come out in this session. We need to know a little bit about that. Or, or pardon me. We need to know a lot about what you're saying, Kelly, because that can move into um, how much time I want when I'm with a partner. That can be what kind of a career do I want to have? That could be, what type of partner do I want? Do they like the same type of thing as me? Or do I would like to be a team person and they like to be a solo hobby and I can respect that instead of saying, why don't you come and play with me? Why don't you join my team? What is wrong? You don't do things with me. Mm-hmm. When we learn these things at a young age, these really valuable lessons, we become healthier teenagers. We become healthier adults, which mean we also become healthier parents and healthier coaches. Yep. Because I think about, you know, you get into your older years of having your own family and you're being asked to stay late at work or you're asked to extend your hours. You need to have experience of evaluating what matters most to you. So if I say, yes, in fact, I will extend my hours because I really value what this job is doing for me and I have the support at home and I'm, I'm looking at all the factors, okay, I can be really happy and confident with that decision. Or I can know in my heart of hearts, I'm never going to say yes to extending my hours. I will always put my family first. And if I am asked to stay one minute late, go call someone else because it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. right? And I can feel good and confident about that because I know when push comes to shove, I will prioritize this over that. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and I like that what... Ava is trying to share with her mom is that I'm in the hobby to learn some life lessons. I'm here to get some skills 
And if the coach, and I'll just say a coach, because it could just be any particular coach, if that coach treats me badly because I am getting good lessons and making good decisions, that's on that coach. Yep. And mom and dad or whoever, caretakers, whatever, whoever it is, gets to address that with the coach. And if the coach says, nope, this is how I run my team and she's going to sit on the bench for the rest of the season because she only shows up whenever the hell she wants to, then mom or whoever, caretaker, gets to say, okay, and discuss that with her daughter. And her daughter might go, okay, I'm cool with that, mom. So if I get to play, I do. And if I don't, I don't. Or I don't want to play on this team with that kind of coach. Yeah, because what you're talking about is learning consequences, Yeah. right? And and I'm hopefully a coach of a four to 14 year old is not going to pull that shit. Well, <laughs> but into 16, 17 college years, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Put in those boundaries and say, you know what commitment you made when you signed up for this. Exactly. You knew what the expectations were because we have a developed brain to understand if then. And now you are responsible for follow through. You are appropriately responsible because you understand. Yes. And that comes with age. It comes with the development of the brain. Yeah. It comes with the tools of letting your child know what they feel. And and not to mention, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about is, is she in competitive sports or is she in recreational sports? Because I can sign up for a co-ed competitive um, volleyball league in the city, and I know it's a commitment. You fucking show up. I can sign up for the Bush League where we put 20 people on the team and it's just like, who wants to come out tonight? Mm -hmm. And there's an understanding that if we don't have six people of that 20-person team or roster, oh, well, we'll forfeit and no one really gives a shit. Like it's There's different systems and tiers in place to Mm -hmm. also understand what kind of commitment is this. Yes. I love it. And there's also this... um, this aspect of where Ava and her mom are looking at checking in so that she can teach Ava, uh, what do we do when we don't, we're not going to a practice versus we're not going to a game, which could have different consequences for the team, right? Mm-hmm. Or do how to call a coach and say, hey, coach, I won't be making it, to, I, or I was thinking of not making it to this game. Will that affect the team? And if the coach says, nah, Go do what you got to do. We've got enough players. It's cool. Or what's your policy? Exactly. So it's to teach Ava how to ask the right questions so she can get the right information to make that decision. Love that. Instead of, okay, I don't want to go, mom. Okay, sweetie, you don't have to go. I'll call the coach. And of course, again, we're saying age appropriately. Um, but when it is appropriate for Ava to call the coach and ask the right questions, will there be conflict? Will you have enough players? Do you need me there? Is this okay that I'm not coming? Or when it really is a situation of, I don't feel well, I'm injured, uh, my grandma died, I have a school project to do, these are bigger priorities than my hobby. Because remember, the question at the beginning was hobby. It was about a sport. And in this case, because this is the, this is the hobby Ava's going to pick in life, it's going mm-hmm. to be some sports, is that these are her hobbies. Mm-hmm. 
and that school is more important than a hobby. You wouldn't say to somebody who's going to learn to knit, you have to show up at knitting um, and you have to turn in your knitting instead of doing your schoolwork. And this is where we are trying to differentiate in all those tiny little nuances by asking the right questions of herself and then of other people and being able to communicate it clearly. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Kelly, understanding what the consequence could be for that. Mm-hmm. One of the wonderful things Ava is in sports in particular to learn about in her own soul contract is to be able to assess her own body to say, I'm too fatigued to play. I can't give it my all. Or I can show up to the game and say to the coach, I didn't sleep well. I'm fatigued. So the coach can go, okay, so maybe I don't put her on when there's a breakaway or when there's a penalty to blow. She I don't have the right words for Not even a little bit. (laughs) The breakaway kind of just occurs. You don't just sub someone in as it's happening. So, okay, the penalty. It's fine. You just the point is I'm struggling, and the coach makes an assessment that his his kid is tired, and we're going to put them in in a not crucial moment. Thank you for for finding really good words that applies to all sports now. Yes, which is even better. Um, Thanks very much for helping me. I'm sweating. I bet. <laughs> Just trying to figure out how that works in hockey. Okay, so this is to self-assess the physical body. This is to be able to value fatigue as part of the physical body. That it isn't just that if I have such a bad injury that I can't walk, then I won't go to the game or the practice. A bad sleep is an injury. Yes. It is, it is like the body is being fucking assaulted. You got it. And this is where mom can have healthy conversations. Now, here's your support, right? Because she's asking, how can I support her? Mm-hmm. You can support her by teaching her how to be aware of her body. And not just for the sport, but for school. Because sometimes we can't go to school and do our best either. Sometimes we are so fatigued when we go to school, it would be good for the teacher to know, I didn't sleep last night. Mm -hmm. So that when the teacher says, well, there are three tests today, that the teacher can go, who? Maybe not for this child that is saying that they didn't sleep all night. Because I know then that if I give them the test, I should expect them not to achieve in the way that I normally would. And this this is good for Ava to know. And it's good for mom to understand because Ava might come home then and say, I got B's or I got C's or I failed. And mom might go, right, what day were all those tests on again? Uh, It was on Monday. Oh, right. And you said that you hadn't slept Sunday night. Okay, that makes sense, hon. As opposed to, you know, why weren't you there? What was wrong? Or blaming it on the teacher or blaming it on the test or blaming it on something else. This is for them to understand together about self-assessing and valuing what we feel and communicating what we are going through and adjusting expectations accordingly. This was huge. And Ava's mom, because we're just calling her mom here, um, confirmed that her daughter is in a sport, although hockey is not the correct one, but she is in a team sport. 
And she did confirm that just within, I can't remember if it was the day before, but within the last couple of days that Ava had approached her and said, I don't want to go to, and I can't remember if it was a game or a practice, but I don't want to go because I want my birthday celebration. And I don't, I just want to be home on my birthday. And she said, Karen, I'm so glad for this session because it's affirming for me that I made the right choice. Mm -hmm. I told her it's your birthday. It's a special day. People are coming over. There's extra things to do. Let's call the coach and say it's your birthday and let's give you the day off of the team commitment. And another kid would have been like, it's my birthday. I want to go see the whole team. Yeah, And that's fun too. It's still part of self-assessment. That's right. And now she's teaching Ava that her assessments matter more or can be equal to or can adjust as necessary. Mm -hmm. So she's giving her processes to go through instead of skipping them and just showing up for the team when sometimes maybe it's just not right or the, and I'll say right because it could be an injury um, or just the appropriate time to be with the team. Well, what I'm also not hearing is punishment. Yeah. Right? It's not, oh, okay, well, it's your birthday, and if you want to skip practice, then you can't see friends. You know, it's not, if you choose this, I'm going to punish you by taking this away. It's actually, okay, this is where you want to be. This is where your energy level's at. This is where your desire is at. Um, Let's facilitate it. Now, if it was an injury, you know, it might be a different situation. You know, if if you're not well enough to go to practice, we're not well enough to go to the park. Right. right? So please tell me really and truly where your ankle is at. Right. Or we can go to the park with a truly injured ankle and we could sit. And swing. Yes. Yeah. And if somebody sees you at the park and says, oh, I thought you were injured. Yeah. You get to not respond and feed their behavior. You get to sit with your mom and know the truth. And get to know who you are and who supports you. Thank you for your help in explaining that one, Kelly. You did such a great job for the listeners. Um, and now I'm going to move on to her second child. And the second child's name is? I will choose Dale. Thank you. Okay, so she asks about Dale's hobbies and how she can support Dale. And Dale's spirit comes in and says, okay. And oh my God, Kelly, just as I hear okay and the guides are ready to go, all of the energy shifts. And I see gymnastics. And the guides explain that Deo is going to want to be in something that really, well, not that hockey doesn't, we're not going to compare here, but Deo wants gymnastics because she can be part of a team, but she can also do things individually. Mm -hmm. And she can compete individually, or she can compete with a team, or she cannot compete at all and this was really key to mom, and just do it for fun and pick and choose when she wants to compete as opposed to a club saying, we're going to a competition. Cool. That the club could say, sign up if you'd like to go to this competition, giving their members the choice as to, yes, I would like to, no, I don't want to. Oh my God, I love this. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Now, this gets even better. She wants gymnastics because she wants flexibility. She wants strength training. She wants to know and be completely aware of everything her body is saying and doing. She wants to know when it does hurt. She wants to know, like she really wants to be in tune. As she ages, she's going to get into hiking, canoeing, kayaking, camping, um, 
And she's going to do some of it competitively, like swim, bike, run, because she likes camping. But her soul is saying that some of this stuff all blends because of the confidence that the gymnastic teaches her, the body awareness so that she can do rock climbing, Mm -hmm. so that she knows, oh, that muscle's too tight. Um, You know, give your fingers a break, stretch them out before you go to your next grip. She wants to have that level of awareness because it's going to allow her to step into more hobbies. And she doesn't want to get into gymnastics to such a point, such a degree, that it eats up all her time. She wants to have tons of hobbies. Cool. She doesn't want a great big commitment, but she's going to be good enough in gymnastics that even with less effort, she's going to be able to reach competition levels. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? And that she won't have to put in as much training as other people because of her natural ability. And because of what she chooses to do in the other hobbies that helps her skill set in gymnastics. Yeah. So when she says she wants to go and lift weights or when she wants to go for a run, that's going to build on some of the things that she does in gymnastics, which I just thought was absolutely fantastic. So she has a mind where she has to have multiple things that grab her attention and that if she doesn't, she will be angry. She will be moody. She will go to gymnastics. She will stick to something, but it will come through emotionally and people won't understand the anxiety and the depression and the mood swings. So the important aspect for mom to hear there is that there's moodiness when there isn't variety and that she needs the variety in order to stay engaged emotionally, hmm. that she wants to be able to be to set different goals in different areas or she gets bored. Mm-hmm. And the boredom can create the frustration and the anger issues. Mm-hmm. So she listened to that and she goes, that is really helpful. And I said, well, there's more. I said, she's got another aspect of herself in regards to hobbies. And she goes, okay, just continue then, go ahead. Um, this was a mom, by the way, that was all freaking ears. Nice. That was just totally let the spirit speak. I'm here to do some listening. Go. Um, so the next part for Deo is that she wants to do things. No, pardon me, Kelly. That's not going to be the right way that I worded it first. She has an ability to sketch, to color, to paint, and that that will be awakened with photography, and that there could be this desire first while she's camping, while she's out hiking, while she's kayaking, canoeing, and doing all of these things with her family and her friends, and that photography will allow her to capture the beauty around her of the things that she's seeing that she's enthralled with, and that photography over a period of years will then have her interested in I really love the pictures. And when she starts to see art and the way that people sketch nature and draw and paint and color it, that she's going to have an awakening within herself that, hmm, I wonder if I could sketch that then. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And then, hmm, now that I can sketch it, I wonder what it would be like if I put color into it. I wonder about pencils. I wonder about charcoals. I wonder about paints. And that the door to all of the other hobbies would come through photography. 
And that photography comes when she's a kid by just getting her a little, like a little Polaroid, Mm -hmm. like something simple and easy and that is age appropriate for her. And that was the key. Not to get her something that was so complicated. That you're pushing them into professionalism again. You got it. Yeah. So to let her have fun with her photography, let her put her pictures all over her wall, let her put them in cards and give them as gifts, let her do anything that she wants that's really creative creative with them, where she is the one that is um, showing her joy and showing what she sees. And that's something that could be asked eventually is, what did you see when you took this picture? Cool. And maybe a question like that could lead to her explaining the light the colors, the animal, whatever it is that she's seeing. So the photography was to allow her to experience her eyes or her vision. Cool. Right? I thought that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Dale's soul also chooses to say to mom, eventually it's going to go right into fashion, that I'm going to end up loving fashion because of the photography, because of all of these things, like Um, how she's able to see things, let's just say her ability to use her eyes Mm -hmm. to see things in different ways. And that that will bring it into how do I then decorate my home? How do I then decorate my office space? How then do I want my car to look inside? Do I want a blanket in it? It's And then it goes to even fashion, meaning her clothing. But I mean fashion in a broad sense, Mm -hmm. not just clothes. Fashionable. Yeah. Yeah. So then the session comes to an end because we ran out of time, really. I felt like I could talk and talk and talk about hobbies and how she could support her kids. But she said to me at the end of it, this was wonderful for me. You're telling me where my girls are going. So now I have some ideas as to what I could do to buy them a gift, Mm -hmm. what I could do for Christmas or, you know, whatever, a birthday or I don't know, even just a fun day. It also allows me as a mom to know, hey, if we're going to take a vacation, then why don't we add something in that I know that the girls might like at some point in their future? Why not throw in bringing a camera with us or going to an art gallery or just and so on and so on. exposure. Yeah. And giving it to them in light ways where you're not shoving it down their throats. You're just saying, here it is. And then maybe 20 years later, two decades or four decades later, something awakens in them. Mm -hmm. That there isn't a rush to trying to make sure our kids are busy or that our kids have something to say, I'm the best at something. It's not about the best. For this mom, it's about knowing who they are. Cool. Can we talk more about mom? Yeah. Um, cause, and and I'm, I'm thrilled for you and for her that at the end of her session, she can thank you and explains how she's going to turn this into expressions of love languages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, gifts and trips and, and those things to, to mm-hmm. give them exposure. And that's, that's beautiful. But I want to talk about what the session actually gave mom um, outside of what she can give to her children uh, as gifts. This was about emotional intelligence. This mm-hmm. was about equipping mom with a way forward in parenting, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, and, and maybe she came and decided she was going to be a great listener and ask a really wonderful question. But what resulted is this beautiful way of interacting and communicating. Mm-hmm. 
this beautiful ability to problem solve when her children's different moods come up because they are very different persons, right, right, as individuals. And so mom knows how to put one foot in front of the other, right? And, And my God, parenting is fucking overwhelming at every stage, right? No matter how experienced you are. And now she's got this roadmap of, generally speaking, how she can move forward with her children, supporting herself and them. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's exceptional, mm-hmm. right? Because now we don't have to get paralyzed by our kids' overwhelming mood or state of being on any given day. We can actually tap into this knowledge and go, hmm, I can do something with that. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting what isn't really the focus, the mood, be mm-hmm. the focus. Right. That's perfect. Yeah. I I think what you did for her, what the guides did for her, and what she opened herself up to ultimately, because she chose this, Mm -hmm. um, is exceptional. Mm -hmm. I agree. Thanks for sharing. This was a beautiful story. You're very welcome. Well, happy Saturday, everyone. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.